Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee, and I am thankful that you have joined our program for today. Uh, as always, it is a pleasure to be with you. Last week, I was unable to be with you. Um, I happened to be sick. I had some kind of a one-day thing. It was 24 hours, and it was pretty well gone by Wednesday, but, but I did not feel well, and uh, I, I didn't want you to have to suffer in listening to me. So uh, anyway, today, I'm glad that I can be back with you. I'm glad that you have chosen to join us for today. Our program is going to be a little bit different today, um, and maybe uh, similar from here on out. I don't know. I haven't completely decided, but back years ago, uh, somewhere about 2014, 2015 maybe, uh, we started a radio program at Gilroy Church of Christ, where I was attending at the time, and Brother Denver Horton uh, brought the, the program to us, and um, his son is one of the members at Mount Vernon, where this program comes from. And so basically what I do goes to Texas, and then it goes all over, and uh, and gets to where you can listen to. And um, anyway, Denver brought this idea of a program, and I had had some radio, radio experience uh, in my previous work. I had done a a 15-minute segment. Uh, we would do uh, one week every quarter or so, and uh, it would air on WBRY, the the station for Woodbury. And so I was involved in it, and, and uh, so it happened that I, I kind of finished up that and, and went into this thing with Brother Denver. Uh, but the way that we used to do the program, it was, it was Gleanings from Gilroy. It aired on Mondays. And uh, then I, I, whenever I took over, uh, just one person, just single, uh, so to speak, uh, I br- brought it to Tuesday, and and uh, anyway, the rest is history. And um, we changed the name of it when I came to Mars Hill, but I've been doing the basically the same thing for the last few years. <clears throat> but when Brother Denver and I began the program, we would take current events. And we would discuss them. I would usually bring notes to, uh, we would go to his house and I would bring some notes on a certain topic and we'd discuss the topic. And sometimes it, it went in with something that was going on, something that, that the world was dealing with, and we would just talk about it. And today, that's kind of what I want to go back to do. I want to go back to the roots of the program. And I've been just doing... Uh, older lessons and and maybe I'll go back to those at some point and and maybe finish up some of those thoughts Uh, but I kind of like the idea of just talking I want to talk with you today about some of the things that we have been dealing with and and maybe bring you a little comfort maybe um, encourage you a little bit maybe help you to to feel a little bit better about uh, the situation that we are facing, I don't know. Um, but that's kind of the idea that I have for today. And and I put some, some thought and prayer into it. And and so hopefully today is going to be something that, that will help you in some way. And, uh, and like I said, hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. 
before we begin our, our program for today and, and really discuss what what has been on my heart and mind over the last few days, um, we, we always bow in a word of prayer. And I don't want to stop that. I want to keep that going. Uh, so before we begin our program today, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the blessings that you've given to us, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together, for the opportunity that we have to come together, to study together, to open up your word together. We pray, Father, that that as we study these things, that you would help us to do so with an open heart and with an open mind to the scriptures and and how they are speaking to us, and what they say to us, and help us to apply them to our lives in the proper way. Help us to to be influenced in a positive way. Help us to be ready to go into the world and to preach your word, and help us to do those things that, that bring glory and honor to you. And Father, we pray that you would continue to be with us and bless us, that you would care for us as individuals, as congregations, help us to be the people that you would have us to be. And we are thankful for the perfect example of your son, the one that you gave to die on the cross for our sins. And we pray that you would help us to to shine his light in this world. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray to you. Amen. I know that, that you are aware of the current situation. Uh, we are dealing with um, a virus, a coronavirus, COVID-19, I believe is how you would say that. Um, there's a, a lot that's been going on in recent days and, and even weeks, and and many congregations have made, had to make difficult decisions in light of it. Uh, we, as the Mars Hill congregation and that meets in Christiana in Rutherford County, Tennessee. Uh, we, we've had to make some, some difficult decisions as well. Our elders made the decision that uh, for the first time that I could ever remember that we would not meet on Sunday, uh, not physically anyway. And so some of us have, have gone in with different congregations and have done online services or, or maybe services in our homes. Uh, we've worshipped in different ways than, than we have in the past. And um, I thought it was very encouraging. Uh, my wife and I, we, we chose to, um, to utilize the online services of the Smyrna congregation, the Smyrna Church of Christ in Smyrna, Tennessee. Um, it is the congregation that hosts our preschool program that we are involved in. And, and as of right now, the, the preschool program is still going. Uh, child care, I believe, is, is seen as an essential thing. And, and uh, so that, that, that's the reason that, that we continue to remain open. And so we are still, um, we still have some of our children that are, are coming. Um, this week is very low. We are on uh, what we have deemed a partial shutdown. And only those that, that, that it's really necessary for them to come, those are the ones that are coming right now. And so uh, not as many teachers and not as many students, but we are still open. And, and I was there yesterday, and as soon as I get done with this program, I'm going back there today. And we're just taking it day by day and, 
and seeing what, what we can do, what we need to do, and, and going from there. Uh, so anyway, my wife and I, we, we um, opened up the online services that they had offered, and, and we, we took the communion, we sang, as we always do. We, we prayed, and, and we worshiped together. It was a very um, intimate setting and, and very different than what we're used to. But uh, anyway, I was glad that we could, could do that. And uh, some others of us, I believe, have have done different things with different congregations that we're associated with. And maybe you did that very same thing. And uh, if so, I commend you for, for doing what you, you did and making sure that, that worship was still an important part of your Sunday, your first day of the week. Um, I, I wish I could find that somebody had taken the words to uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas and and applied it to those of us that met in our homes and in various ways and and uh, just just trying to keep this virus contained, make sure that it doesn't spread to those who, who don't need to, to get it. Um, a lot of our members are at risk, and and so that's why we, we made the decision that we did, a very difficult decision. Um but anyway, as as you are aware of, uh, it was a very difficult decision to make, and and yet we made that decision in the best way possible. Some congregations continue to meet. Um, some of those that met Sunday have said that they will not meet henceforth until all of this is over, um, and some continue to plan to meet, and... Um, uh, a risky decision, but but a decision that is very valid, uh, a very respectable decision. Um, elders and and other leaders have act, acted in what they feel to be the best interest of their individual congregations and their members, and uh, again, that is to be commended. The congregations of the Lord's Church are autonomous. We we do not have a governing body that, that tells us whether or not we should meet. We make decisions based on what is best for the congregation. And we, we've talked about that in time past, the importance of, of the autonomy of a congregation. Uh, and just looking at it from an overall view, I remember one of the illustrations that we had in that discussion was that of a a pane of a window. Uh, Should something happen to a congregation, because we are autonomous, the whole window is not broken. Um, uh, Should a congregation uh, leave the the paths of righteousness, so to speak? Should they make decisions and should they begin worshiping in a way that is not authorized by Scripture? The the pane of the window is not broken. Uh, We are autonomous in how we meet and the decisions that we make, and recognizing uh, the the way that a congregation worships, or recognizing the things that they teach, to recognize that they are in error, it's very important that we are autonomous, so that the whole of the church is not destroyed by the decisions of individual congregations. Each one is is governed by elders, uh, or in the absence of elders, men that um, would otherwise make those decisions for the best interest of a congregation. 
the autonomy of the church is very important. And even in, in matters such as this, we find the autonomy of the church. We have Christ as the head of the church. Uh, we understand that we are the body of the church, but each congregation is autonomous. Each eldership makes decisions not for the the congregations around them, but for the congregation, the individual congregation. It's very important that we remain autonomous in that way. And in that that respect, as we have looked at this coronavirus and as we have looked at the threats, each eldership for each congregation has made decisions based on the best interest of the church, the congregation, not the church worldwide, not the, the church in uh, different congregations in a county, but for their individual congregation and for them to overstep those bounds would be taking the church into a place that the scriptures do not authorize. So our elders made the decision that we would close our doors for this past Sunday and and probably for next week as well in the best interest of our members. We are not governed by another eldership or another leadership in a different place, but we are under the oversight of our elders, and they made a decision, and we did not meet on Sunday for that reason. Not collectively, not as the Mars Hill Church. Uh, in our homes, we did different things uh, to utilize, to, to worship the way that God wants us to. That was the, the decision that was made by our elders. Unfortunately, some have taken to social media, to Facebook, Twitter, and whatever. Uh, I've seen it all over my page. I have seen um, individuals that have called out congregations who made the decision, such as ours, to close the doors to to ensure the, the safety and the health of our members they have have taken them to task, so to speak, and they have called us out as as sinful for forsaking the assembling of ourselves. We'll look at that in a moment. They have called us out as being uh, unfaithful, uh, as showing a lack of faith. And to do so is, in my opinion, to take things too far. It is to to take away from the autonomy of the individual churches where elders have made decisions for their members and they're basically saying that we are wrong for doing so. And I do not agree with that, not just because our elders made a different decision, um... But the, the way that this has been presented, the way that it has been handled by some is just very disheartening. It's been very discouraging. And it's something that I personally have struggled with over the last few days. And 
I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to, um, you know, these are, are old. These are, are more experienced in the, the ways of the church than I am. And, and I do not mean to be disrespectful in any way. But for those who have called us out for, for having a lack of faith, and for for being sinful in the way that we have handled things, I think it's just wrong. And it's very sad to see the the way that that some members have have taken this. Just because your congregation has decided to meet doesn't mean that my congregation is wrong for deciding not to meet. It's just uh, the way that the elders have decided and. They have acted in the best interest of a congregation in the best way that we know how. And I believe in a way that is according to the scriptures. And so I want to answer the critics today. Not, uh, again, to be disrespectful. Not to to in any way be offensive. I, I do not mean to be so. But I want us to look at some of these scriptures that they have used. And, and as a matter of fact, there was, there was one Bible college that that took it upon themselves to to criticize and and uh, again I, I believe this criticism to be um, not just out of taste but but out of the realm of of anything good anything helpful to the church and so I want to answer those critics today I, I want to begin by looking at some scriptures again that they have used I've done a lot of reading. Over the last few days, I've done a lot of research on my own. And, and, and these things, I believe, to be taken out of context by many to say that we, those congregations that, that chose not to meet, are in the wrong. And I do not believe that to be taught in scriptures. Um, there are those that will twist the scriptures. I remember one of our teachers in the school of preaching recently mentioned that anybody can take basically any scripture and twist it in such a way as to mean something that it was not meant to mean. And they can utilize scripture to teach basically any doctrine, anything that they want to. And that I believe that to be the truth. I believe that unfortunately there are those that have taken scriptures and they have twisted them and used them in such a way as to be used in a way that is contrary to the scriptures and what they actually teach. And we're going to look at that. We're going to begin in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. I've jotted down three passages of scripture. I don't know that we'll get through all of this today and maybe we'll continue these thoughts next week, but... Um, anyway, we're going to look at, at just some things that, that we find in Scripture and see how we can uh, apply these in the best way. We begin with Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the as is the exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Now, as we look at the scriptures, as we look at, at this particular passage, obviously verse 25 is the one that is most used right now. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We have to take into to mind as we look at the context of the verse, what this really means and who it is really speaking to. It is speaking to a group of Jews and basically what they had done was they had abandoned. The, uh, another word for forsaking is abandoning, not abandoning the assembling of ourselves together. And they had abandoned or at, were at risk of abandoning altogether the assembling of themselves together. Now, congregations like ours, our elders, whenever they made the decision, they made the decision based on um, not uh, abandoning the assembling. We're not forsaking. We're not abandoning the assembling of ourselves altogether. This is for a temporary time, and we do plan to be together once again. And I look forward to that day when we are together. Um, but what, what this scripture is being used to say is that because we did not meet on Sunday together as a congregation, that we are forsaking the assembling of ourselves. And I do not believe that to be the case. We did not forsake the assembling of ourselves. We still assembled in our homes. We assembled with our families and with those close to us that, and, and And we still did the things that God intends for us to do on the first day of the week. The things that are very important to us. We did not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Though we did not come together physically, that doesn't mean that we were completely abandoning the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some had been in the the days of the Hebrews, the, the writings that were written to those Jews. Uh, We did not do that. And to say that we did is twisting Hebrews 10.25 to mean something that it does not. And to twist the scriptures, to misuse scripture, I think is just as bad as as anything else uh, as far as as the accusations and and the calling out is is concerned, it's just as bad to twist the scriptures to mean something they do not mean. Um, Have your opinion. If you have an opinion, present it to maybe the elders of a congregation, Um, but to go on on social media and to call out congregations for for refusing to meet and say you're, you're, you're forsaking the assembling, That's not what the scriptures were intended to do. And I believe that's twisting the scriptures to mean something that they do not mean. It's using them in such a way that God never intended. And and it's a very dangerous thing. So we must be careful of how we use scripture. And in particular, Hebrews 10.25. There are many throughout time that that have misused the scripture. and, And we need to be very careful of how we we take this scripture and how we use it. Another passage of scripture, Daniel chapter 6. I'm going to go a little more quickly. Um, I have jotted down five verses here, verses 6 through 10. Um, But I'm just going to summarize the the verses preceding verse 10. Uh, Basically, we know what happened. We know that there were 
governors and satraps, they came before the king. They, they said, issue this decree that nobody is to petition you or anything for a certain period of time for 30 days. And the king did issue this decree. The punishment for that was the, the den of lions. And yet Daniel, in hearing that decree in verse 10 of Daniel chapter 6, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. There are those that say that Daniel didn't forsake his faith. And whenever we look at the context of this, Daniel is in a different situation than we are today. Um, and many are trying to apply Daniel's situation to today and saying that the government is telling us that we can't meet and we are to, uh, you know, that, that's something that, that we cannot disobey the laws of God. Daniel did not pray in the upper room uh, in, in the same way that, that we did not meet today. Okay, we're not applying this situation to today because Daniel's situation again is different. The government has not decreed that we cannot meet. They have, have asked that we make a decision based on safety of our members to not meet. Um, notice that Daniel did go into his room. He did not assemble with the saints, so to speak. Uh, he It wasn't a matter of going to to services and whether he should assemble or not, he went to his room to pray. And it's very commendable what he did because he, he did so in faith. But at the same time, we as congregations can't meet in that way. We can't disobey the decrees of the government because, uh, the, because we believe that they're trying to, to hinder our faith. They're not. They're just trying to make a decision based on the best interest of people and keep us from spreading this any more than it's already been spread. And, and I think we're going to run out of time. We're not going to be able to discuss all of this. But, but again, to, to summarize, to, to apply Daniel's situation to our time today, I don't believe the government is trying to tell us that we can't assemble, that, that we can't meet. They are, are hoping that we will make the best a decision based on our congregation and so they they have asked us not to meet for that reason but it's a different thing they're you know it's not something where they're keeping us from doing god's will as a matter of fact many did god's will despite uh what the government has asked us to do we still met in our homes we still did those things that god wanted us to do and i believe we did so in faith in much the same way that daniel did we still met. We still did what God required of us. Um, we did not forsake the assembling. And it's not about uh, counteracting the decrees of the government because they haven't told us that we can't assemble. They have told us that we, we need to separate in large groups. But anyway, we'll leave the rest of these thoughts maybe for next week. Maybe we'll finish this up. But I just wanted to, to present some thoughts, and, and hopefully these have been helpful to you. 
join me again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. As, as we study another portion of God's Word together. And again, I, I hope nobody takes these things the wrong way. These are meant uh, to be said in a way that is not offensive, in a way that is respectful. But I do disagree with with many of our brethren and the way that they have approached the situation. And um, I hope that, that going forward that we can do so in a way that is according to the scriptures. Um, but until we meet again, I, again, I thank you for being with me today. Uh, and I hope to be back with you next Tuesday. But until we meet again, may God bless you. Oh, <laughs>